Welcome to A Bit of Boo with Stacy and Rue, a peculiar podcast where we discuss all things paranormal, kooky, and unexplained. I'm Stacy Rourke. And I'm Rue Volley. I missed your face. I missed you. And I'm so happy you can hear me. We had some technical difficulties this morning. Well, I'll go ahead and just lay it out. I'm a dumbass. (laughs) And I had her muted. (laughs) And in my ears, I can hear her. She's like, there's nothing on my end. I don't know. (laughs) You fucking muted me. (laughs) There's nothing that I'm doing but muting you. That's it. (laughs) I don't know why I can't hear you. You're muted, but I don't know why I can't. I have no clue. Well, to be fair, I keep my laptop on mute because otherwise the alerts will drive me crazy. Yes. When I'm working on it. But I still feel horrible (laughs) (laughs) that I had you muted for like, we sat here for like 10, 15 minutes trying to figure this shit out. We were calling in our editor, trying to like get something figured out. And I suffered an injury in the middle of it because I was trying to move my computers around and I tried to scoot my chair in and then I sat my chair on my toe and sat in it so you know I was I was in a silent film and had a broken toe (laughs) I know but I missed all the good cursing (laughs) that was a lot I'm a little salty about that (laughs) there was a lot of swearing that happened my toes all red I really wanted to hear that I'm like a swear word whore (laughs) well when I get hurt like if it's really really bad if it's really bad I'll start doing this nervous laugh thing that my husband knows if I'm doing that like something's probably broken. Um, oh no. But if it's just a minor one, it's like every bad word I know gets strung together in a sentence where nice. it's like it's like goddamn son of a bitch motherfucker like it all comes out. <laughs> oh I love that. Yeah. I love that. We should make stickers. <laughs> just one big long swear. <laughs> just one big long curse word. Yeah. I think everybody would dig that. I don't need to call my lawyer, do I? I don't think so. I think we're good. About just... your, your toe injury? No, my my toe is good. And it was a self-injury because I did it to myself. Everybody heard that, right? Yeah. I, I sat on my own toe. <laughs> I was just making sure. No, sat I'm just on, kidding. Sat on my own toe. So, Miss Ma'am, what's uh, up? How's it going? You know, same shit, different day. <laughs> it just... uh I'm hyper fixated right now. I know you understand that as a yes. writer, but yeah. I'm hyper fixated on shit. I'm working. I'm, I'm torturing myself. Um, expert level. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm working on two books Ooh. at the same time, and That's- I should never do that. I know better. No. I've been doing this too long to be doing that to myself, but clearly I fucking deserve it. <laughs> so. <laughs> What, now, what is the reasoning for this? Why do you hate you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just, <laughs> I'm I'm super hyper fixated right okay. now. Like like today, went out, bought extra shit, didn't need. I, I have like 25,000 beads now. Why the fuck 
<laughs> do I have so many beads? Had to buy the boxes to separate the beads. Okay. And sometimes I wonder if it's just me trying to find other shit to do so I can procrastinate. Yes. I, from writing. Yeah, I do that too. I do that too, where I'm like, um, you know, we're getting ready for OUAB and we got these beautiful hand carved. I think you saw them last year, the wooden trophies. It looks like a book and then it's engraved. Oh, they're gorgeous. The I won one. Yes, you did. Yes. Well, it's on my it's on my shelf. I have a word count I need to get in every day. And I knew I had to get my word count in, but I'm like, you know what I should probably do first? I should probably put a coat of stain on those right this minute. <laughs> so yeah, oh, I had yeah. to drop everything and stain the awards right mm-hmm. then. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get, I got close to my word count yesterday. I did not hit my word count. So yeah, I have no one to blame but myself. Yeah. I don't even, you know, so you have, you're actually advanced enough (laughs) to have a word count. I have to. I have to. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have to set that goal for myself. And if I go above it, awesome. But like, usually it's you have to get this many words in today. Or else. I don't know. There's never been an or else. I've never like punished myself. Well, do you have a program that you use for that? Or you just keep track on it on Word? I just keep I just keep track. Okay. I didn't know if you went like leveled up like you've got like you're entering that shit. I know some people do and they've got like sprinting that they do with people. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I I'm just do do that. I'm what I am is a page person. I'm like, how many pages did I do? Yeah, because I always keep it at 12 point times New Roman. Yeah. So it kind of lets, you know, I just go by page count because with this fantasy book that I'm doing, that will end up murdering me. (laughs) (laughs) This entire series has got its eyes on me. But anyway, I, uh, it's a, it's a page count thing because the chapters are very long. Yeah. Because each chapter is in a different kingdom. So Mm -hmm. I want to give the reader enough so they're not you know, they're like, what the hell's going on with this kingdom? <laughs> you yeah, know, like, you got to really write more. Yeah. So I, those chapters are averaging anywhere from like 17 to 20 pages. It's going to be a big book. Yeah. And what well, are you writing? No, I keep it. I, I, I'm keeping it around like 300 pages and right under. Okay. So I'm not going over that because it just. And what are you no writing reason. at the same time as this? I have <laughs> it. I don't know if you do this or not, but do you have palate cleanser books? That oh, I've I've had to. I've had to. Um, yeah. After okay. I wrote Raven, which yes. was my Edgar Allan Poe book, and I got very deep into the mind of Poe. Gotcha. That's the only time I've ever wrote a rom com, and I wrote that because I was in such a yeah. dark mental place that I was like, Yeah, I need to like lighten the fuck up. So right, right. And that's kind of, I think that that's one of my reasons, too. I just came off of the end of August, which is like a hard stopper meets Stranger Things 80s-themed yeah. awesome series. I love it. Yes, I know I sound amazing. like an asshole saying no, I love no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> but I do. I love They're the all world. your book babies. You way. love them. Yeah, they, I mean, I love them all in different ways, but I yeah. I love that one. And um I hope people will go out and get it for Pride Month because it's a perfect series for Pride Month. But anyway, I just came off of that and there was some darkness in that one because Mm -hmm. it did have some demonic stuff in it. 
And then I jumped right into this fantasy. And this fantasy is my visceral reaction to all of the political bullshit that is going on right now with, you know, women losing their reproductive rights and banning books and people shoving their religion and people's households. And it's just awful, right? Yes, yeah. So... The Air of Shadow and Stone is visceral reaction to that. So it has a lot of dark undertones to it. I try to lighten it up a little bit with my snarky humor, but it's hard because these are really, these are topics that are current. Yes. But I'm using them in a fantasy world to kind of work out my feelings with them, with these poor characters that are having to deal with my bullshit. Well, and it's hard to injure in, inject the humor there without taking away from the, the poignancy right. of the message. So, right. yeah. I mean, the snarky humor comes through with the characters themselves yeah. because of their, you know, sometimes you just have to laugh. Things are so crazy that they just, they kind of react <laughs> in a sarcastic yeah. way because they're like, what else can we do? This is crazy, right? Um but because of that, anyway, I am you. I'm doing a palate cleanser book, basically, and it. Uh, I want to get it out at the end of summer because I know that I can do both of these books at the same time because I hate myself that much. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to get it out at the end of summer, and I hadn't really announced it yet. But yeah, it's a palate cleanser book. It's extremely funny. It has everything to do with a a group of girls who are friends who have gone through some bullshit. It has sex in it. It has modern topics in it. It has, you know, it has some tragic undertones because some people are dealing with, you know, latent trauma. But yeah, it's called Good Girls Doing Bad Shit. (laughs) Love it. So I am hyper fixated on how I wanted to set up that book box because you and I are both very much into our book boxes. I've been doing it for a long time. So I do one with every release that I do. And I have amazing shit for that book. So I'm hyper fixated when I need to draw myself back (laughs) (laughs) and get this fantasy book completely under wrap. And I will, I always hit my deadlines, except I, I asked for a 30, a 30 day extension on the first book in the series. I'm not going to have to do that with the second one because I'm so far into it. Good. But I think the reason why it really, the reason I asked for the 30 day extension is because it's, it's written in third POV. And that was my first time ever doing it. So I wasn't struggling, but it was like completely different for me because I usually write in first person. Yeah. And I was writing, and it was a big world. There's five different kingdoms, five different sets of characters. It's a lot of shit, right? So, so I'm hyper fixated on this other book, trying to bring, trying to level myself out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I think the, the romantic comedy of good girls is going to (laughs) even my emotions out a little bit with, the King of Blood and Bone, because yeah. the King of Blood and Bone is really kicking into gear, and there's just a lot of dark shit in it, and some horrible shit happens, but there's also great things that happen. So anyway, enough about my books, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm hyper fixated on this shit right now, and I need to stop buying beats. <laughs> stop. You have enough I have beats. To stop. 
Do you ever Please. do that when you go grocery shopping where you're always like, oh, I think we need this and you buy it and then you come home mm-hmm. and like you have six jars of peanut butter and you're like, stop buying peanut butter. You do yeah. not need. Yeah. I do that all yeah. the time. It's always like one thing where I'm like, oh, we need spaghetti sauce. And then I come home and I'm like, we're eating nothing but marinara for the next two weeks. I That's right. just how life is going to go. Oh, my God. I do that, too. Like, I'll go and be like, OK, well, I could get two cans of soup or I could get 22 <laughs> cans of soup. <laughs> so the I'm going to go with 22. That's you know, the only the cart. The cart has room. <laughs> that mac and cheese. Look at those boxes. Yeah, like, I could get one up so nicely. or 30. We're going to go with 30. I could get a pallet <laughs> of mac and cheese. So you told me you were fighting insomnia. Oh, my God. How are you feeling? I'm better now. Like, I've, always, I've suffered from insomnia, like, for mm-hmm. years and years and years. And um, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's just been stress. We all have stress in our life. My stress has been elevated. And yeah. so... My husband had to work. He had to open the store two days ago. So he gets up for work at 2.30 and he got up and I'm like, hi, I'm still awake. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing up? And I'm like, wow, I just I sleep is not a thing that's happening. And I was up uh, the last time I looked at the clock. It was 4 a.m. And I was able to drift a little bit. But then my dogs had to get up to go outside. So I didn't sleep then. Yeah, I, I slept last night, but I also know, you know, you're talking about being hyper, hyper fixated. I know my anxiety is really high and my husband is so yeah. sweet. Like he doesn't, he knows I'm medicated for, for my anxiety and he never wants to be like, you know, you need to take a pill. But he, he came up behind yeah. me and I'm like in one of these moments where I'm like, yeah. look like I'm ready to cry and everything's really high, high intensity. And he just walked up behind me and he just started rubbing my back. He was like, um... Did you, did you remember to take your pill today? <laughs> oh, so he was like super sweet. Well, I mean, he kind of eased into it. Yeah, and I'm you've like, got, I mean, to be fair, you've got a wonderful partner, though. I do. I mean, I do. he he's incredible. Like I've met him multiple times, and he is just a sweetheart. One hundred percent supports you, and that's hard when yeah. you're an artist. To get a partner that actually is 100% on your side and isn't jealous of the time that you spend mm-hmm. outside of that relationship writing these yes. fucking books because it it sucks up a lot of time. It does. And there are a lot of things that we do as artists that are, we're like, okay, well, I'm here and I'm enjoying this, but I better get a TikTok <laughs> in <laughs> so I can put it on my social media because it's... I mean, it, it's just constant. It never fucking ends. And I I won't lie to you. I don't hate. Okay. I'm I'm not one of those people that's yelling at kids to get off my grass. Okay. Like, that's not what I'm saying with this. But I really miss when I was just dealing with one platform. Yeah. Yes. I miss when I started in this business. It, you know, I, I received a lot of flack because I had the audacity to share my links for my books in these groups. And nobody was really doing it. Nobody was sharing their, you know, I I don't know what the reasoning was. Maybe it was some of that. Maybe it was just like bad apples, you know, being like, no, how dare you? I just don't get that. Hey, I'm going to create this and the world's just going to discover me shit. Because I never believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Like it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Like they, 
it isn't, you know, I, I know a lot of people would be like, oh, well, they were so lucky. And it's like, no, there there's a lot of work that goes in to any any medium, any yeah. art medium. You don't just break because you're lucky. Yeah. Now, do some people get a leg up because of the families that they're born into? Sure. Yeah. You know, like if they already have a name established, shit like that. But no, there's so much that goes into it. And you've really got to have a great partner. You know, oh, that's yeah. like not going to be a total douchebag well, <laughs> about everything that you're doing. One of his favorite stories to tell people is um, I, I, I was up, I was around the house, but I was completely in my head because in my head, I was plotting my next book. So I'm up, I'm starting my day, I'm going through the motions, but I was not present. My mind was and he was getting ready for work and he came into the bathroom. He gave me a kiss goodbye. He was like, have a good day. He left. 20 minutes later, I text him and I was like, where the hell are you? And he was like, babe. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, I left. I was like, why right. didn't you give me a kiss goodbye? He's like, I did. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about with the hyperfixation. Yes. Oh. I mean, and bless Vaughn's heart. Okay. Like he... I have the craziest shit going on. I have a craft room upstairs. It's just got shit coming out of it. Like, I'm surprised I can shut the door. <laughs> There's a table laid out in there that's got all my stuff on it, you know, like lined up, you know, for like my next book boxes and stuff. Then down here, what happens is I have a staging area in the kitchen on the kitchen table because we don't use it. Yeah. So like the new things that are getting ready to happen, he gets the preview. <laughs> <laughs> because like right now the beads are there and he's like well these are pretty and i'm like yeah it's a lot of fucking beads. a lot of beads like, i need to stop buying beads. beads there's a lot of beads but to be fair what i did do today one good thing for myself is i bought a gigantic dry erase board for my details for my yeah. books because normally I have the paper fold out because I'm that old school and I guess I'm still shopping at Blockbuster. So <laughs> I normally write it out. Those are kind of cool though because maybe I can auction them off someday. Haha. But <laughs> anyway, I have this dry erase board that now I can use and it's gigantic and I'm super excited to use it because to be quite honest, we forget. Yeah. We forget those little details. We write them and it's exciting to go back and read the books because I'm like, shit, I forgot I said that. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because I am currently recording my Octavia books into audio and I'm reading it myself. I'm I'm doing all of it what? myself. Yes, I am. So it's, oh my god, <laughs> that's exciting. I, yeah, I'm do. I've got oh, I got so all the equipment and I'm like, fuck, these are my characters. I'm just gonna read it. I'm just gonna do it. Right. So uh, I've been doing that, but I'm writing more Octavia and now I'm going back and reading like where she's been and there's things in there that I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that she, weird? Yeah. I forgot she it's had to so feel weird. that. Yeah. Yeah. I just totally forget some of these things. That's why it's important to have your boards, you know, like to yes. write them down because I'm going to tell you something. The readers don't. Oh, fuck no. No, no, no. The readers no. have everything. And I love them for that. Like, I love how detailed they are. But man, they will catch your ass. Like, if you go from one book to the next and you're like, dude, 
her eyes were blue in the first book. Like, why are they green now? Like, they will call you out yeah, on your shit. And you're like, because I, I fucking forgot. That's why. <laughs> because I don't know what I'm writing. <laughs> I had I one reader call out to me in my Griffin series, my very first series. She was like, do you realize this character has now been pregnant for two years? And I'm like, ah, oh, huh. <laughs> we should probably oh change that. Oh, my God. <laughs> we should probably wow. change that. That's well, not how it works. What animal has a gestation that long? Are there any? I think elephants. For two years? I think so. I think it's something like that. Oh, I'd like be that. stomping some cars. And- <laughs> <laughs> See? That's mm. why they're so pissed. Yeah. That's All right, ma'am. Good. Well, we've talked. We've, we've, we've shot the shit here for a minute. And now I yeah. can finally reveal to you Uh-oh. what we're going to be talking about today. And... I can also say when we get to um, the end of this or yes. closer to the end, I have a special surprise about this. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, now I'm super intrigued. Yes. So what we are going to be talking about today is the hauntings at the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's creepy. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> We are going to, I'm going to give you a little bit of the history of the lighthouse. And we're going to talk about all the people that have died there. Oh, shit. Um, And then at the end, we're going to go into the the paranormal shit. Oh, all right. Okay, you ready? I'm ready, girl. Let's do this. Okay, so versions of this lighthouse in St. Augustine, Florida have, they date back to like 1586. There's always been a version of the lighthouse there, but you know. Uh, wars or weather or this, that, and the other thing. There's been there's been ones that have just been like yeeted into the ocean. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, uh, built on the same spot? You yes, mean? yes. Just rebuilding the shit. They just okay. had to keep rebuilding it. Yes. Okay. The version that is standing there now, and I almost said virgin. The virgin that's standing there now. No. <laughs> <laughs> what what virgin are we talking? About? <laughs> Version? Does she need help? Does is she, she need okay? Someone is she to talk a- to her? <laughs> is she a dead version? What do we stay I off can't. of Bumble? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go on Tinder, girl. Okay, so the version that's standing there now was built in 1864. Uh, now, Saint Augustine, Florida, and I didn't know this, is the oldest city in the United States. Did you know that? The, that's the oldest one. Yep, Saint Augustine is the oldest city in the United States. Wow. So it makes sense that it's got lighthouses dating back yeah. forever. Uh, yeah. St. Augustine was established in 1565 by the Spanish. Mm. And in 1981, it was officially named a historical site. It took that long? It did. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with us? That was fine. It was only 430 years before they were like, this place right? is kind of historical. Right? It's like it's only been 430 years. Let's just, uh, yeah, let's just make it historical now. <laughs> yeah. Now it's historical. Oh, my God. Well, they had lighthouse keepers working and living at the St. Augustine Lighthouse until 1955 when they finally automated the light. Now, I didn't realize this, but apparently being a lighthouse keeper was, as far as like money goes, it was a good job. And I didn't oh. realize that because I thought the quarters, when I think li- the lighthouse keeper's quarters, in my mind, I pictured like a small little cabin, like a one room cabin. Yeah. No, 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 no. The 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 light keeper's house that's there with in St. Augustine is three stories. 
It's got the big uh, porches that go all the way across like the Southern Gothic style with like the pillars and the big balconies. Like it's a big fucking house. Right. This is this is a, a reader. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big fucking house. That's, uh, no, I'm <laughs> saying this is a reader. Like whoever's applying for this fucking job is like, listen, yeah. these motherfuckers <laughs> won't shut up. Yeah. I want to read my book. Can I just watch the light? Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> will. like read. <laughs> I yeah, and then then you have to carry a twenty five pound bucket full of oil up to the top to light that thing so well, i'm not gonna make it no <laughs> lighthouse keepers had to be pretty buff that's that's mm, good for I'm, them. okay <laughs> are we are we plotting a book like we got yeah. some schmexy going on here okay go ahead <gasps> that would work okay so right the saint augustine lighthouse how far are they hauling this this oil up it has 219 stairs and is oh. 165 feet straight up uh-uh no <laughs> no i would i would shit myself <laughs> like halfway up the stairs like it would be like i need some new drawers yeah i have oh my gosh i have so much to tell you this is we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to it. okay okay Anyways. i'm ready now usually there was the head lighthouse keeper and then like two assistants so there's like no, multiple people that can watch this thing now so they all live in the house together? Yes, which is, you know, it's a big house. I get that. Or maybe it was just the late housekeeper and the assistants had places otherwise. I don't know. Okay. I don't really know about that one. But in 1859, the lighthouse keeper's name was Joseph Andrew. And so 1859, this, is, this isn't the version that's standing today. This is an older version of the lighthouse. Okay. Okay. But he, he's living there. He's doing the damn thing. He was... At this time, he was 60 years old. He'd been working at the Lighthouse for a while. People that knew him described him as a kind old man. Well, he was whitewashing the exterior of uh, the Lighthouse. Right. Which even the idea, like he's he's on scaffolding outside <laughs> painting this thing. And he's 60. <laughs> he's 60. Even the idea of that, like it makes my sphincter tighten. Like that's just... <laughs> <laughs> Mm, yeah i hear it <laughs> yeah it's it's windy he's outside no. it's on scaffolding like my butt my butt is clenching right now right right um well the wind caught the scaffolding and he fell 60 feet to his death so he wasn't even at the top but 60 feet up oh my god so he he felt he was 60 years old and, and he fell, fell 60, 60 feet, feet. yeah mm -hmm. <sighs> he he died instantly when he hit the ground. Oh, I but hope so. <laughs> his screams were so loud that people for miles and miles away heard him screaming on his way oh, down. Oh, no. Yeah. That is horrible. Well, uh. Joseph's wife, Maria, was just devastated. I mean, she lost, she lost her husband. She didn't know what to do. So... At night after his death, dressed in her white nightgown, she climbed to the top of the lighthouse because she was needing to feel close to him. And she she called out, like, you know, towards the sea, what do I do? And Maria swears she heard her husband say, tend to the light. Oh. Oh, hell. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, that gives mm. me chills. Like thinking, like he was. I did. I got like yeah. goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Maria fucking did. Uh, the entire town rallied behind her, and she became not only the first female lighthouse keeper, but the first Hispanic female lighthouse history. Yes, uh, get it, Maria keeper, who made equal pay as the men. That were doing the job. So, what year was this? Uh, this was 1859. Holy shit! Yeah, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. So she, wow. she fucking did the damn thing. Go her. <laughs> yes. Right. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So that was the very first death. Joseph was the first death that happened at the lighthouse. Okay. Unfortunately, he would not be the last. Mm. The second was um, William Harn who became the lighthouse keeper after Maria. Okay. So this was in 1864. Uh, he moved to the lighthouse keeper grounds with his wife and his five daughters. Um, this is still the older version. This one isn't the, the one that's standing still today. Okay. But here's the other thing. Like the, the lighthouse may have come and gone, but it's the ground. The ground is where, a lot of this haunting yeah. oh gotcha yeah, okay Cause it's, yeah because it's like the stuff is the energy is attached exactly to it, so it doesn't exactly. matter yeah it's kind of like when you renovate your house and like the ghostly mm -hmm. presents kick up because you're fucking yeah. with their shit <laughs> yeah speaking of that that shit's happened in my house recently because really? we did some renovations yeah something like was upstairs in my hallway because the hallway like Ooh. goes straight and then goes to the right to my bedroom and Ren our our pug has been growling at something in that hallway and the other thing that's really fucked up about my house because it was built in 1904 and then I'll get off of this and you can go back to the no. house <laughs> but we have multiple closets in this house that are prayer closets that lock from the outside no mm -mm. yeah nope i'm like what the fuck dude uh, you're in there <laughs> yeah. praying to get let out oh yeah yeah i have two closets that are big enough to pray and one of them's in this room in the corner and then the other one is in that hallway oh there's something in that hallway something yeah. bad happened there there's some yeah and it's funny because i felt i mean we are always cleanse like when we move yeah. in someplace because obviously you need to whether it's new or not because you're still dealing with whatever yeah just whatever like happened you said whatever happened on the grounds um but yeah so we cleansed this house like one when we were getting ready to move into it but before we did that i had about a month stretch where i could come in here um and paint and I was painting one day up in that bedroom and just got the worst feeling that somebody was watching me from the hallway. Oh. So we had cleansed, but whatever had, like when we did the renovation on the house, when we redid the kitchen and like moved yeah. some things around, you know, like we'd done some changes. I think we stirred something up. So I told Vaughn, hey, like, take care of this shit because he used to do that professionally like a long time <laughs> ago. So I'm like, listen, you're a lot better at this than me. So please just cleanse the house. But he's like, yeah, there's nothing bad here. But I sort of I wondered if it was Oshi or Momo, our two dogs Aww. that have passed here. Like if it was one of them and Ren was just like, hey, 
I because he's got bad eyesight. So maybe he's like, who the hell are you? But having it happen in the same exact spot in the house. That seems too just big like, a I'm like, that's too much of a coincidence to me. And it's the only place in this house where I walk quicker. Yeah. I, I, I naturally you. move through it like quicker because there's something in me that's just like, yeah, no. And it's the worst at night because we'll be laying there. I got to get up and pee. So I leave in the, <laughs> the, the bathrooms across the hallway. So I have to go in that little, cr- you know, like I step out, go to the left to go to the bathroom. And every single time I come back, I run back yeah. into the bedroom. Because there's just something, and and I know it has to do with that fucking prayer closet. Oh, Like, for sure. I just know it, and I won't go in it. And no. it's got a little door on it, too. That's the other thing. Like, the door is shorter mm. on that one than any other door in the house. And I'm like, why is it so little? Oh, that makes me think there was kids or something. That yeah, were, that's what like I'm that. thinking, that it yeah. was like, somebody was like, hey... I'm going to lock you in here because, you know, you got to pray the gay away or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. I'm like, no, no. Oh, that's horrible. So anyway, yeah. So I understand what you're saying, but yeah, that's, the, you know, yeah. I didn't mean is... to pull you off no, topic, no, no, no. but I was no, like, it's, hell. It's ghost yeah. shit. It's all connected. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. So William Harn is there with his whole family. And he ended up being the light housekeeper there for 14 years until 1889. So the new lighthouse was built under his watch. So he was there for quite a good time. Okay. Uh, He died of tuberculosis in the keeper's home. Mm -mm. And while he was sick, his wife, Kate, was the one that took care of the lighthouse keeper duties. And after his death, the town rallied once more. And she was given, and like, I like this, but also it's kind of crappy. Again, she was granted a position as a lighthouse keeper, but she was given the second keeper role and not the head role. Like, that went to a dude. So, really? So, the first yeah. time with Maria, the town was like, yeah, girl, like, you're, you're you a badass this. bitch. You and got it- this. Like, you are number one. And then with this girl, with Kate, they were they like, were like eh. Okay, so it sounds like we probably had some bad apples move into town. Uh-huh. And they were like, <laughs> like yeah, in between but she's the first female, the time and this time. She's got a uh, uterus. She probably shouldn't be in charge. Like, that kind of shit. Yeah, she's probably too, you know, emotional because men don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they never get emotional at all. <laughs> uh, okay, so the third death. Now we've got two of the lighthouse keepers that have died. One of one fell to his death. One died of tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 24th, 1894, Joseph Rantia, Rantia, I believe is how it said. Uh, his wife died in the house. It wasn't anything tragic. She was she was sick. Medical treatment wasn't what what it was is now. So she passed away on the grounds. Mm. So there's another, but then 1873, a horrible tragedy happened. Oh God. Uh, this is, this is right before the lighthouse that's standing now. It's, this is during its construction when, you know, they're making it the big beauty that that's over there now. Uh, a man named Hesekati Pity lived on the grounds. He was the superintendent over the construction that was happening. He and his wife had five children four daughters and one son. 
And, uh, you know, he was, he was living there on the grounds as the construction process was going on. Well, to aid the process along, the crew had made a railway cart track to move the product where they needed to go. So it went down to the water and then the cart on the track would go up to where the construction site was. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, at the water line, because it's kind of, you know, it's going downhill, there was like a piece of wood there that acted as a gate to stop oh, okay. the cart from spilling into the ocean. Right. Uh, well, a lot of the neighbor, the kids around the area used this cart as a ride. No. <laughs> because, I mean, it's the this 1800s. Be bad. Yeah. yeah. It's the 1800s. They didn't have anything else going on. They're like, this will be fun. Yeah, let's do this card, or do you have a hoop and a stick? Exactly. We'll throw Run a, that shit around. We'll play kick the can. No, they, they they decided to climb in and ride this cart down to the water. Mm. Well, on July 10th, 1873, three of the pity children, along with one of their friends, were doing the cart rides like they normally do. Yeah. They didn't know that because a uh, some cargo had just come in, the gate had been lifted at the oh, bottom. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The gate wasn't there. No. So the cart flew into the water and flipped, pinning the girls beneath it. Oh. Yeah. A construction worker saw this and hauled ass down there to try to help them. But I yeah. mean, this is, this is a good distance away. So by the right. time he got there, three out of the four children had drowned. Uh, the only one that lived was four-year-old Carrie Pity. The others all passed. Oh, I wonder if one of them pushed that little one up to the only air pocket that was in there. Probably. Because oh, isn't that, that is instinct, just... like, you always take care of the You'd younger one? You'd be like, one. I'm going to, yeah, because, it, I mean, with it being that you would think that somebody that was older would have survived because they would have known better. But since it was the four-year-old, you know somebody said they probably sacrificed themselves. Oh, that is just yeah horrific. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is bad. That one is sad. Ugh. Okay. So now we're going to start touching on a little bit of the paranormal. Okay. In 1901, Peter Rasmussen took over as the lighthouse keeper. Peter was a very stoic gentleman. He smoked cigars. He believed things like when you are inside, you take your hat off. Like manners yeah. matter. Okay. Man. Yeah. He was the lighthouse keeper there for 20 years. And because of him, visitors and workers at the lighthouse swear they smell cigar smoke at different points in the house and the lighthouse. Wow, yeah. And they see a man in a suit walking around, which he, he let me say this right now. We're going to pause right here for a minute. Of the, the ghostly presence that are felt at the lighthouse, none of them are ever malevolent because the people there, they loved what they did. They loved the lighthouse. They took care okay. of it. So the, the presence there never feels menacing. Okay. The closest you get to menacing is uh, our, our dude Peter Raspi's in here. He makes people feel a little bit anxious. You were talking about, mm. you know, grandpa that doesn't like people on his lawn. It's kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. You're just okay. Like, so uh, he was a little gruff. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you're like, I'm doing something I probably shouldn't. And I know right. he's giving me that look. Like, this, that's right. the kind of guy that Peter was. Oh, man. 
Well, from 1953 to 1955, James Pippin was the he was the last lighthouse keeper there. This is right before the lights went automated. Before him, all of the lighthouse keepers lived on the grounds. Pippin fucking refused to live there. He was like, hell to the no. I'm not staying here. This place okay. is haunted. <laughs> oh, wow. So he just had like, he's like, nope, I'm out. He- <laughs> yeah. I will take care of the light. I'm not staying here. He said right. he heard footsteps all mm-hmm. the time in the house, in the lighthouse. He heard footsteps all the time. He oh, saw wow. children that would vanish in front of him. He oh, heard- no, like full body apparitions? Yes. yes. Oh, shit. No. And these kids would just vanish. Yeah. He heard coughs, which I think is the guy that died of tuberculosis. So uh, he would hear like these ghostly coughs. So, yeah, right. He mm-hmm. he was like, "Fuck that!" And then yeah. the light the lighthouse became automated, and they didn't have a lighthouse keeper after that. Now here we go. <laughs> oh shit! All right, the lighthouse is still open to this day. You can go oh. on regular tours, or you can go on ghost tours. Oh. Yes, they have ghost. Oh. Yes, they have two different kinds of ghost tours. You can go okay. on one where they take you through everything and they tell you all of the ghost stories and everything that has been seen or heard. Or you can go there and they will actually give you the EMF detectors and fucking oh. turn you loose and just let you go explore. Oh, yeah, that's when you really get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you start getting into shit that you should not be getting into yeah oh man so some of the experiences that people have had like they have using the emf have been able to communicate with some of the ghosts there was one story about um a woman who was talking to one of the little girl ghosts and asking like is your favorite color pink and like all the lights would light up when you know she was answering the questions which is super cute yeah There have been guests who going up the 200 some stairs in the lighthouse, they have had their shoelaces tied together, which. Oh, (laughs) that's a kid thing. Yeah. But like that's definitely a kid thing. Yeah. That's that's all that stairs. Don't fuck with my shoelaces. I'm already scared. Leave me alone. No, listen, like (laughs) if you tie my shoelaces, like I'm going to die on that staircase. So that's a malevolent (laughs) spirit to me. Yeah. That's that's a ghost. That's I'm like, already clumsy enough. I don't need I don't any need help with that shit. Um, let's see. There was they should tie their shoes together. There were um, some of the workers there. They're closing up for the night, and they heard kids playing at the top of the lighthouse. And they're like, mm. "We can't have that. We're closing." So they walked all the fucking way up to the top of the lighthouse, and nobody was there. But now no they kids. they can hear the kids playing at the bottom. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they get all the way back down to the bottom and the voices are back up at the top now. And they're uh-huh, like, yeah, of course they are. <laughs> at that point, they're because, like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just staying here tonight. That's that's what's going to happen. Oh, the ghost kids wanted to make sure I got my step count in for the day. <laughs> the ghost kids are a bunch of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> there was an episode of Ghost Hunters that they did at the St. Augustine Lighthouse. And as they were recording, there was a huge bang up at the top, kind of like the door was swinging shut. But those doors are too fucking heavy. It couldn't have done that. Yeah. So they heard a big bang 
And they also got footage of a shadow that made it look like something was leaning over the rail looking oh, down at them. and looking down at them? No. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, I love paranormal stuff, obviously, because yeah. we're doing this podcast. But when it, it when it shadow shit, like, really freaks me out. Yeah. Like, shadow creatures, it's nothing I really want to fuck with. I like, don't like I that. never, I don't want to deal with that. And I don't want to deal with anything that looks like a child uh, because it's never actually a child. No, there's. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No. <laughs> also, there is occasionally a young girl that will materialize and go along on some of these tours to where like tours have ended and people have been like that's so cool that you guys had the girl in you know period costume that no. went along and they're like there's <laughs> no. there's no girl we don't uh, have that so she okay. just follows along and was like uh-uh. <laughs> yeah i'd lose my shit i'd probably swing <laughs> At nothing. i am not above kneeing a child in the face <laughs> <laughs> creepy little ghost kids I'm going to grab your head and knee you in the forehead. (laughs) This is just going to have to happen. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, No. Footprints of like little bare feet vanish into the keeper's house when there's no kids around anywhere. And the screams of the guy that fell Uh. can still be heard sometimes. Like the cops have been called there because screams were heard and there's nothing there. And they thought something terrible was happening. Oh, yeah. that dude is like just reliving that shit. Can over you and imagine over again? falling uh, to your death for all eternity? That well, here's my question though: when something like that happens, okay, there's one of two theories that I kind of have. It's either that energy doesn't know that it's still happening; it's just like on a loop. Yeah, and it's just like this tragic thing that's happening. So the person that it actually happened to. They're not experiencing it over and over. Oh, I the hope other, that's the case. I hope so. But the other thing I have is, hey, did, you know, we, you know, you've said this guy is great. I'm not going to dog his, yeah. his memory. But what if shit like that happens? It happens because they were horrible fucking people. And they did stuck. something awful. And if you want to talk about a real hell, that would be it. Oh, fuck Like yes. having to experience that over and over and over again. Yeah. So, and that's true. We don't know what kind of guy he was. People say he's no. great. We don't know what was really going on. Yeah, so. because a lot of people that, you know, have been, you know, all their lives are like, oh, he was great. He was awesome. Has like 50 people buried in his basement. <laughs> So that's not awesome. I don't buy that. Yeah, I'm very skeptical, especially when people go above and beyond saying, oh, my God, this person is so nice. It's like, have you been feeling ill lately? And do they bring you cookies? <laughs> because they may be poisoning you slowly. There's a chance that you are eating rat poison. Yeah, I just I'm very skeptical when somebody's when nobody can say, oh, yeah, I, because I, I can be an asshole. Yeah. No. Yeah. I we know can I all am. Be assholes. Yeah. We have our asshole moments. We're yeah. human. Yeah. We make mistakes. We say awful shit sometimes. We make terrible decisions <laughs> because we're human. Um, now, I'm not talking about the pieces of shit that go above and beyond and murder, rape, and pillage. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah. I'm talking about just human stuff, you know, so it's hard for me to ever look at anybody and go, oh, yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> You've <laughs> never done anything to make anyone You've cry. You've never done anything in your life i mean <laughs> shit i get pissed at my sometimes i don't even want to be around me yeah no i know that i have moments i especially do that when i'm hungry when i'm hungry <laughs> i get very angry and short not mean really to people but i put off a different energy yeah like a different a different vibe and that's just <laughs> the vibe me. Has I mean, changed. yeah the vibe completely switches in the room so at that point there's there's a possibility I could be a serial killer like in just those few <laughs> like just that waiting period of like yeah I need to get to my sandwich yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> like that moment right there it's just a very small window but you never know have you seen that meme where it says uh once I say I'm hungry you have five minutes before I become a different person <laughs> yes yes and I totally relate because I just I get, it just, it switches my mood. I'm like, yeah. I've got, that's why I snack at my desk. Yeah. And yes, I am that bougie. I do have a desk <laughs> that I work at at work. Um, but I always have snacks with me because I constant. I'm a snacker anyway. I worked in retail for years before I had this job. So I had my food, my snacks in the back. And that's how I kept myself moving because I was constantly moving. Now I really have to balance it out with healthier shit yeah. because I'm sitting. Now I could stand if I want to, but I'm still not moving all day. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that's a dangerous moment right there. <laughs> like between me being <laughs> super hungry and noon coming so I can get that sandwich in me. But yeah, you're, after you're... that, totally fine. Before that, totally fine. But that's why I'm very Good. skeptical. Yeah. No, I see that. Okay, yeah. now the surprise I said that I had for you at the end. Yes, what is going on? Um, in preparation for this episode, my mom and my kids and I actually went to the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Oh my God, are you serious? We did. We actually went there and we oh. did all of the tours. And I can confirm all four of us had some ghostly shit happen while we were there. Are you serious? Every single oh, one of God. us. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Yes. So Holy shit. We started in the Lighthouse Keeper's uh, house. And, okay. you know, like I said, it's three stories. It's beautiful, yeah. by the way. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, the top floor, nothing really there at all. Mm. The main li living area, I was walking through the foyer and unmistakable smell of cigar smoke i mean there really? was no denying it and it wasn't just me i like i thought maybe it was in my head but then i looked to my mom and she was like like she picked up on it instantly it was like i can smell cigar so yeah smoke. That, oh that's awesome yes so we both picked up on that then we went down into the basement and the basement is where the pity children like to play and they ha even have it set up now as like a play area for kids. Of course um, they do. <laughs> yeah. And Peter Rasmussen also was rumored to linger down there. Okay. Well, I can say it must have been Peter that was there that day and not the pity children. Because do you remember we were talking about that place by you that... um. You, 
you went to once and you were like, I can't stay here because you were getting a headache from being in there yeah, because of yeah. the energy. That's yeah. what it was. I was fine before I went in the basement. I went down wow. there and felt such a feeling of anxiety oh, that no. I instantly started getting a headache. Uh. Um, yeah. So I could not stay down there for long. I'm like, I got to go. And once I went upstairs, I was fine. The headache was gone. But it was something down there. There was an energy that just instantly gave me a headache. That's why I don't believe that he was so great. Yeah. There's Peter I, Rasmussen I is the one. That, yeah. Yeah. But, I think there was something with that guy. If he's making people feel anxious, I'm sorry. But there is something about that energy of that person yeah. that they left behind or they're still stuck there. That they are purposely making people get headaches, feel that heavy feeling, yeah, making them feel anxious. There. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think there has to be something there. Yeah. Um, my kids, my, my teenagers also had experiences. My oldest daughter, Elliot, was standing outside. She was waiting for the rest of us to finish up what we were doing. And there was like three benches behind her. But she's just standing there. And she said she heard a sweet little girl voice say sit down oh wow yeah so this little that girl was, was like nice. yeah she was like what why are you standing there's this chairs just oh, go sit, just down. sit down just sit down <laughs> but she was it creeped her out enough that she's she's sitting down but like very straight backed like i don't know the ghost child she's like, told me okay to am down. i allowed to get up yet are they gonna tell me <laughs> do i do i have to stay here what's happening <laughs> do i get released at some point? <laughs> um my youngest daughter, Madeline, as she was going up the stairs to the lighthouse, she felt at the bottom hem of her shirt, she felt somebody tug on her shirt. And she thought it was her sister because her sister was behind her. But when yeah. she turned around, Elliot was like at the la the landing be beneath her. So there was no possible way. So she wasn't close enough. Yeah. She was not close enough. But yeah. she felt somebody tug on her shirt and there was nobody there. Um, wow. My own opinion on that madeline right now has blue hair and i really really think that one of the little girls like if you think about it like a little girl seeing somebody with that blue hair she probably thought it was cool and was like you know yeah children love that stuff because yes. they're not they're not uh like so judgmental and mean <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know how some people grow up to be that <laughs> <But> <laughs> But yeah, um, I wish everybody had different colored hair. I think it'd be a much funner world if we all just had like a kaleidoscope of hair just, colors. Just do it up. Just whatever shit. you want to do. Yeah. 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 Um, so those were the paranormal experiences that we had. I did have another experience, though. Oh, God. Okay. Does it involve falling? It <laughs> doesn't, but the fear of falling. Um, oh, no. Okay. So 261 stairs up. Right. 165 feet. Now, I, you know our listeners don't. My mom had open heart surgery two years ago. Yes. So when it comes to her doing physical activity, we're we're we we watch very carefully. Right. So going up now, let me let me preface this. Going into this, I knew I didn't like heights, but I thought it was just that I just don't like heights. But I'll be okay. So right. my mom was like, "I want to go up the lighthouse." Okay, cool. Now going up. Because she has a heart condition, and we were even talking about the older girls helping holding the younger girl up. My focus was on making sure she was okay. So we're going up the lighthouse, and like every 
like you go around a couple times and there's a landing. Then you go around a couple times and there's a landing. So there's lots of room to stop and take breaks. So on the way up, I'm constantly worrying about my mom. Yeah, right. You doing okay? Do you need to take a breath? Are we all right? Are you good? Are you good? And she's like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All the way up. Right. And then we got to the top and looked out and I could see, wow, we're we're really high off the ground. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, going down, my mother also is, is she's she's legally blind. So she can't see. So she's just like, now we go down the stairs and she's fine. Um, real. You could see through the stairs. Oh no! You could see through the stairs straight mm. down to the fucking bottom of the floor, which is a black and white checkerboard thing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh, so it's like moving. Yeah, yeah. instantly <laughs> I had vertigo, where I'm like, uh. like kind of swaying a little bit. <laughs> Oh, no. At the top of the stairs? At the top of the lighthouse. I'm like looking down. I can see all the way down. And you know the voice in the back of your head that is like, but what if all of a sudden the stairs just crumbled beneath you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like you went to like level 11. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. And I was like, what if I fell and I just fell? Oops, right over the edge and fell straight down to the bottom. Like, these are the things going on in the back of my head. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. So, so you're trying to take care of your mom. <laughs> on the you're way thinking, up, this I is took it. care of her. On the way down, she had to take care of me because when I say I had a full out fucking panic attack, I'm not kidding. <gasps> I'm not kidding. I was shaking like a leaf. I went completely oh pale. I'm sweating profusely. <laughs> Did you throw up? I didn't, but I really felt like I was going to. Oh, my God. Like, every time we got to the landing, I would have to stop and, like, breathe through it just to, like, talk myself into doing <laughs> And going Holy down shit. the stairs, I had to drag my heel to where the step was and drag my heel, like, down the back of the stair. Like, I couldn't step out. I had to make sure I was as far back <laughs> as I possibly could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god so i get Girl. to the bottom i get to the and i I realized i'm like okay it's not that i don't like heights it's that i have a visceral fucking reaction <laughs> yeah to these heights so we get right. down i'm shaking like a leaf i'm sweating profusely and just like around the corner they have this place where they sell homemade pickles <laughs> so apparently <laughs> <laughs> My like way of calming myself down. I had to get myself a comfort pickle as soon as I was a done. Comfort pickle, <laughs> holy shit! It's funny. Oh my god, it's funny you mentioned pickles because they're um one of my good friends at my work. She eats pickle and peanut butter sandwiches, and oh. I had never heard of that before. No. But she swears by them. And there are a bunch, once I reacted the way you just did, <laughs> there were a bunch of people that were like, no, girl, like, it's really, really good. So I have not been brave enough to try it yet. But yeah, she eats them literally I've never all heard the of time. that. Mm -hmm. oh. well, yep. This one was a homemade garlic basil, no, garlic oh. rosemary, gar garlic rosemary pretzel or p pickle. Okay. Um, I did not share it with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you were selfish with your pickle. I was I was going through some shit. I just sat down and ate my comfort pickle. 
tried oh, to celebrate God. the fact that I made it out of the lighthouse alive. Now I feel like I need to go out and get one of those gigantic jars of pickles since I have so much anxiety. And every single time I will think of you, like if I'm having a panic, I'll be yeah. like, I need to sit down with my pickle. I need a comfort just pickle. Focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A comfort pickle. And uh, let me tell you, that was the best comfort pickle. <laughs> it was the best fucking pickle I've ever had in my life. Did you? I bet it was. Did you go back in there and tell them, listen, when people come down here, you should rename just- them these like comfort pickles you need a comfort and pickle. like draw them in like <laughs> hey if you just sit down and eat this but you know but there's something to that because if it was either a really you know like since it was it a dill pickle yeah okay well that's a sensory thing yeah because because it's a dill pickle people that are anxious actually have better results with food that is more like pungent like that because okay. it, it it puts your body into here we're back to it you hyper fixate yeah on the flavor and the way you know like the the sourness or the hot or whatever so i think you did the best makes sense you did the best thing you possibly could to get that comfort pickle (laughs) and i was so dehydrated from sweating everything out that it put some salt back into my body oh my god well i have i have one little um, short story to interject here. I went to New York City with a couple of very good friends right before COVID hit. And everything was fine. We did all the normal shit. Like we went out to Ellis Island. We took the tour. It was fantastic, which that was really creepy, by the way. We'll do that another time. Like I can talk about those stories. Went up to the Eiffel to, you know, like we did, we did everything. Empire State Building didn't have any problems at all. Okay. Get through our entire week. We get back to the, you know, I think it was Grand Central Station that we went to because we were um, catching a train because we yeah. took the train there. Um, way too long of a drive, of a ride, <laughs> by the way, from Ohio to New York. Oh, yeah. I do that's... not suggest it. Way too long. But yeah, everything was fine. I did great. I didn't fall down. There were <laughs> a lot of obstacles that could have taken me out the entire time. Do you want to know what fucking got me? What was it? The escalator. I get on the escalator and I put, for some reason, (laughs) I put my bag behind me. Oh, no. And it rolled. And as it went back, (laughs) it pulled me down. Oh, shit. (laughs) So I was laying flat (laughs) on my back on the escalator in front of all these people. (laughs) And in true New York style... They started laughing. <laughs> so they're like, hell, girl, like you got to get up. <laughs> like, Yeah, there were a lot of different jokes that happened. But yeah, so my my bag was on rollers and I had it for some dumbass reason. I put it behind me. And when the escalator moved, my bag got caught. And so when it went, I just slowly went down. <laughs> Onto my go. back, hanging on my back, <laughs> and I'm looking behind me, and my two friends are losing it because they're on the escalator behind me, and they're like, "Holy shit, we had no idea what to do!" So I just wrote it down on my back. Oh my I was god! Like, and it will eventually deposit me onto <laughs> the floor, but I'm not letting go of my back. Melt onto the yeah, floor. Yeah, it was like the fucking escalator of all things. Like, tried to take me out in New York City. It was insane. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, my shit. gosh. That's yeah. hysterical. <laughs> but now, when you were talking about the lighthouse stairs, and you were totally fine navigating it all the way to the top, because that's pretty high up, 
had done all that shit and then it got you just coming down it it for some reason it triggered <laughs> that oh. memory i was like of all the things yeah the fucking escalator like tried to you could me out. see yeah. through the stairs to yeah. the floor and that's not good and I, when i was telling my husband about it later like he knows i have a problem with heights and he was like why babe why why would right. you do that and i'm like because i just thought i didn't like heights like I thought, it's fine. I don't like it, but I can do it. And right. my body was like, "Bitch, sit down, sit yeah. all the way down." <laughs> yeah, that's the same experience that I have with cheese, <laughs> like raw cheese. It's like, yeah, you know, like I don't think I hate it. And then I put it in my mouth, and I'm like, yeah, no, I do, <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do hate like, it. Like I do, I fucking hate this. Yeah, yeah. It, like there was one I point a physical reaction. I was on one of those landings, and I'm like, could they? Could they just like get some sort of like front loader and come get me? Or <laughs> right? Can they just just like beep beep beep? Can they like you remember in the A team when they used to like drug um Mr. T to get him on an airplane? Could somebody yes. just come like knock my ass out and like drag me? Can down? you imagine <laughs> a show now? Oh, where shit. the team actually drugs somebody? To forcefully make them do something that they know they don't want to do. It would get pulled <laughs> off the air so quickly. It wouldn't even make it past. The producers wouldn't even. You wouldn't be able to pitch that. No. It'd be like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> no. You drugged them. Yeah. I would have signed the consent form. I would have been like, knock my ass out. Listen, right. drag me down the stairs. I don't care. Let my head hit every stair on the way down. I don't care. Yeah. Just don't yeah. make me walk down. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I am. Like, I mean, that's another triggered memory, but that's the way I am at the dentist. The dentist is always <laughs> like, why are you breathing harder? Because they give you the laughing gas. And I'm like, fuck yes. I'm breathing harder because you're getting ready to pull my wisdom tooth. Out. Uh, <laughs> it's uh -huh. like, yes, that is exactly what we're going to do. And then it just becomes a game. <laughs> because there's something about the laughing gas that not only like stutters time, it's like really it's like time travel, like it's really weird, but it also numbs your emotions, like your normal animalistic fight yes. or flight emotions, like those visceral ones that you have every single time you walk into a dental <laughs> office. <laughs> like that's what the gas does, and I huff it. I'm just like <laughs> taking the deepest breaths and he and he is so concerned. He's like, Why are you breathing so deep? I'm like, Why do you think I'm breathing so deep? <laughs> I'm doing this like, for you, sir. <laughs> yeah, because if this doesn't happen, I'm gonna murder everyone in this room. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I remember when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, whatever they gave me, because I was conscious, but I was looped out of my shit. And yeah. I don't know what I said in that operating room. But mm. when they gave me back to my mom, because I was like 19 at the time, some yeah. of them were like laughing so hard they were crying. And they were like, she was fucking hysterical this entire time. She was oh, just, I'm sure you were saying heinous shit. Like, she, they were like, she is, was just cracking everybody up. And my mom's yeah. like, what'd you say? And I'm like, I have no clue. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> best best stand-up special <laughs> ever happened. I mean, I've seen some of those videos. Like, it is yes. insane. Like, what it is so funny to watch some of the. I know that they're they don't know what's happening, obviously, because they're drugged up. But some of the shit that these people say, I I still don't know what I said when my append when my appendix decided to eat itself. Yeah, mm -hmm. which 
still to this point, I'm feeling a little badass about it because, you know, if you can shed organs, (laughs) I'm just assuming that you're evolving at a quicker rate than maybe the rest of the population. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Because I'm like, you took it and I'm still okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know there are things that I have to keep. I've got a list (laughs) of things that you just don't need. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I lost my appendix, my gallbladder, and one of my fallopian tubes all on the left side of my body. So I can only assume I'm going to start listing to the right before too long because I'm Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. You're going to list to the right. That is is hilarious. All right, man. All three. I lost all three. Not at once. Wow. It wasn't like a horrible accident. Right. <laughs> I got up one day and boom. <laughs> they were just fucking gone. No, gone. it was it was spaced out, but they kept they kept yeah. the left side of my body is lighter than the right. Oh my god. Well, you know. Explains why I swim around in the circles in the pool. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's listing. <laughs> oh goodness all right ma'am well that's all i have for you today okay i loved it i loved it good loved it i was glad i I could surprise you with the fact that we actually you did i was like (laughs) oh i love i love that we have it set up this way because it's just a real reaction you know like i'm not prepped so i have no idea what's coming at me (laughs) and it was just like you didn't you know know when i did mine. So I love that. And I hope our listeners love it. And I also want to thank everyone who's been listening to Bit of Boo. Yes. Because um, Stacey let me know that we were ranking in the top 100. And I think that is absolutely amazing. So please keep listening to us. Put us on your favorites. Um, Talk to us. Tell us about your personal experiences with anything paranormal. And we would love to share those if you want us to. And we will not use your names if you if don't you want, don't want us to yes. yeah like we we would love to hear those because i you know we're whores for anything paranormal so <laughs> glad you added the for anything paranormal for anything paranormal. we're whores <laughs> for anything paranormal <laughs> but yeah i yes. just wanted to thank everyone for listening because i'm having the best time with you yes, and so much um, fun oh yeah i love it and now i'm gonna have to prep my shit because You're the next. next one that's coming up. But I also want to say happy pride. Yes, absolutely. Yes, happy pride. And, you know, get your flags flying. Yep, exactly. Yep. And we're giving All out right. free mom hugs for anybody who uh, yes. has parents that don't support them. Exactly. We'll be yep. your mom now. Drink water. We are your safety. <laughs> we are a safety spot. Um, we love everyone equally because that's the way the world is supposed to be. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love you so much. I love you. This was fun. It is fun. I think we did enough damage today. Do you yes, think so? Especially to my toe. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, I'm going to go ice my piggy. You. Yes. You need to put some ice on it. And I, I love you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Don't mute me next time. <laughs> I won't mute you next time. Maybe. Until next time, keep Keep it it spooky. spooky.